It definitely feels good to be back on the microphone again, even though I've been fucking around for the last 20 minutes beatboxing. But any which way, Scott Fishbowl 13, the live drafts are all completed. But for ours, the Chicago Live, we only made it through 10 drafting live. Now we're going through the slow draft portion. We're going to talk about it today right here on The Doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and still going over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. And then, of course, the TikTok, which everybody today was checking me out, working out, which was great, which was great. Drink it all in, everybody. Just drink it all in. Scott Fishbowl. 2023 the scott fishbowl 13 uh we are doing uh the chicago live draft which is terrific we are all the uh basically the pizzerias this year uh ended up in the geno's east division uh at pick number 12 which i chose because i like drafting towards the back end of any draft that i'm in uh plus in the scott fishbowl dress that is a third round reversal that means you go As per usual in the snake draft, 1 through 12, then 12 through 24. So 1 through 1 to 12, then 12 back to 1. But you only get one pick in that second round as the top overall pick. It goes back to the other end, and pick 12 gets to go again for one pick at the beginning of the third round. So that's why I decided to try and get that spot uh, this year versus last year where I was right in the middle. Uh, being a smoker, it's very nice because then I can wait it out, right? So, but everything uh, for Scott Fishbowl is done for charity. Uh, the primary charity, fantasycares.org, uh, which um, for Scott Fishbowl is mostly for Toys for Tots uh, and a couple other actual organizations as well. But definitely go over there, um, make a donation, help out the fantasy community. Uh, we did have a signing today. Hopefully everybody heard DeAndre Hopkins is now a member of your Tennessee Titans. Uh, it's going to be very good. Very, very good. AFC South, the secondaries are for shit. So should be a good year for Hopkins. So he is going to end up bumping up uh, versus the ADP that we have now. Uh, through through Friday, because I did it a day early. So DeAndre Hopkins, as of Friday, was wide receiver number 22, overall pick number 46. I would expect him to kind of jump up uh, a little bit towards the Debo Samuel, Keenan Allen. So 16, 17, somewhere in there, he should be a third-round pick. So for today, we are going to go through the Geno's East um 
division where we're at. Uh, we're basically, we are into round 12 right now. Come on, stop fucking around. Got a couple more picks before it's my pick. Um, but we are going to go through this draft, kind of talk about it a little bit. And then at the end, if we have enough time, we are going to go through a little bit of the strength of schedule, how to read that spreadsheet um, and, you know, kind of adapt it, use it with uh, ADP uh, depth charts, all that type of jazz. So uh, if anybody is listening and is still not getting the, you know, the work that I do, uh, spreadsheets, depth charts, and you are interested, hit me up on the various channels. Um, all it requires is basically your email. Let me know you're interested. Uh, get your email, add you to the list, and I'll have, you know, whatever sent out, sent out. Have the draft guide coming. The draft guide is coming, and it is going to be good because we're going to put the depth charts in there uh, along with my ranks. Uh, utilizing... Uh, you know the ADP and stuff. You'll be you'll have everything at your disposal. Your disposal uh, within that draft guide. Uh, that is something I'm actually going to print out this year um, for myself. But everything's going to be digital, so you'll be able to carry it around with your laptops. Everybody has their laptops, right? So Scott Fishbowl uh, is a super flex. So you know what that means. Everybody's going to be grabbing quarterbacks as early as humanly possible. Um, this one's. It's never different. Um, each and every year, you know, you're going to go, you're going to find it. So um, that's kind of why I like sitting at 12. Anytime there's a super flex, just to kind of see, you know, kind of wait it out and see how many of these quarterbacks are going to go. Because if you know me, I don't like to draft quarterbacks early. I just don't. Sometimes I do. I had really good luck with Joe Burrow last year. Um but that's it's very very rare that I draft a quarterback early and I have a good team. Usually, I like to build up the other the other foundational parts of the teams and go about it that way. So here we go. It's twelve team, uh, full point PPR. There is no negative points this year in Scott Fishbowl, which is <laughs> rather unique. Um, tight ends are point and a half per reception, which is you know. It's, that tends to get everybody to kind of jump up on the tight ends and stuff. For me, kind of talked about it, Kelsey's kind of the only guy that I'm willing to really kind of pay up for, even in a one-and-a-half point, um, just for the fact that it's pretty much no different. You only are going to really want the guy who's going to be the complete standout, a uh, guy that you have no worries about, and that is Travis Kelsey for the Kansas City Chiefs. He did go at number four. Um Otherwise, basically the first nine for the first nine, eight of nine picks, all quarterbacks. And it started with Jalen Hurts. Not a bad pick. Usually it's Mahomes or Josh Allen. It is what it is. Grab your preference because at one, you got to wait, right? You got to wait another 23 picks before you're going to be able to get to yourself. So I don't fault him for it. I like Jalen Hurts. Um, I don't think he's going to have nearly as great of a, a season as he did last year, but I think he's going to be safe for for all intents and purposes. So it went Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Then we have, of course, the Travis Kelsey pick. Uh, Lamar Jackson ahead of Joe Burrow, which was a little odd to me. <clears throat> but again, grab your guy. If you have a feeling a guy on a guy, grab him. 
Lamar Jackson, I tend to back off a little bit of. I'd rather have had Joe Burrow. Uh, but then Justin Herbert, uh, Trevor Lawrence, who I was hoping was going to fall to the back end. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence, that sleeper quarterback of 2023. Talked about it. There's no such thing as a fucking sleeper anymore. There's too many people out there talking, including myself, saying, hey, I love Trevor Lawrence in this offense. I think he's going to take that next step in year three. Everybody's saying it. So it's not a fucking sleeper pick. Nobody's a sleeper. Nobody. There's hundreds of people that are probably talking about some guy who you think is a sleeper. And we're talking like guys back and down like round 12, 13, 14, too. There's at least 100 some odd people who are out there talking and grabbing the ears of a lot of people within the community. So after Trevor Lawrence, the last quarterback off in the first round was Justin Fields. I'm kind of surprised that he that it took that long in a Chicago draft. Um, But it is what it is. Uh, B. John Robinson was the first running back off the board uh, at at pick 10. I'm surprised he went first, but but it's the back end of the first. We talked about it. Bijan, you know, he is RB. He's RB what? Three? Yeah, RB three at pick eight. So you still got a little bit of value on there. Um, but then you had Justin Jefferson, who right now is the consensus number one overall pick. Um, he went at pick eleven. I'm at the turn, so pick twelve. I took Jamar Chase, who I actually like better than Justin Jefferson. No offense to Jefferson. I just prefer Chase and the Bengals offense a little bit more. So grab Jamar Chase there. Came back around. Christian McCaffrey, CMC, top running back on the board. I'm not going to pass it up. No matter what you tell me, no matter. It don't matter. Any arguments, fucking injuries, all that type of bullshit. I get it. But... He's a top running back. He's third overall on the NFFC rankings. So for me to pass him up at pick 13 would be fucking ludicrous. So moving on here. And every time I click on this goddamn thing, it switches off. Uh, after that, coming back the other way in round two, you had Austin Eckler. It's a good pick right in there. A.J. Brown, who actually jumped up. Uh, above Tyreek Hill and Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, and C.D. Lamb in terms of the ADP rankings. If you like them, you got to grab them, right? So grabbed A.J. Brown. It's not a bad spot for it. I probably would have went Tyreek, but some people are worried that uh, quite possibly he's going to get suspended. But the way that I look at it is Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara uh, for what happened there with the battery and all that, um, it waited a year, so I'm, in my opinion, Tyreek Hill probably isn't going to get uh, suspended this year. It's probably going to be next year. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. I don't know. I could be wrong, <clears throat> but it kind of is what it is. So AJ Brown there at two point three, uh, two point four was Dak Prescott. A lot of people in this draft actually really like Dak Prescott. Um, I'm not a huge fan. I think he'll have a decent year. He's just not somebody that I really wanted to 
uh, reach up for even in a super flex draft. But he took Dak Prescott, matched him up with Justin Fields. He's got his two main quarterbacks in a super flex. I'm not going to argue with it. Mark Andrews goes next. Um, Again, one and a half point per reception for the tight ends. Uh, It's easy to see any of the tight ends kind of jumping up. Mark Andrews being the number two tight end overall in ADP. Not a surprise there. Tyreek Hill, then Cooper Cup. Very, very nice. Uh, Quality picks there. Then we had Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, and Josh Jacobs to finish off the second round. So five running backs to end that. Um, not not really that much of a surprise. Once the guys get their quarterbacks there in the first round, they're going to go get the other positions. They're going to go get running backs. They're going to go get uh, wide receivers, especially this year since wide receivers are being pumped up so much. Um, and then, like I said, point and a half per reception on a tight end. Uh, guy's going to come up in there. So start of the third round, uh, we come back to me, and I finally take a quarterback. I take Deshaun Watson. He was the only guy that I figured was worth that pick um, at to start the third round. Uh, I'm going to have to wait another 23-24 picks before I get to go again. So in my opinion, right there is the perfect time to jump uh, to jump on a quarterback. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I'm very high on, uh, as a lot of people are. Uh, second year in the Cleveland Browns offense. He's going to have the full season without that suspension for the whole massage deal. So I'm taking a shot on Deshaun Watson. We've seen what kind of capabilities he has um, running an NFL offense, you know, at his time in Houston. So last year just kind of gave him a pass on it. Tony Pollard goes next. Uh, He was one of the guys that I really did not want to reach on. Um, I like Tony Pollard. I'm just a little bit worried about his uh, knee. And then you had Tua, uh, the quarterback that I don't hate. It's just if he gets another concussion, what's going to happen? And I have a huge worries there. I wanted Deshaun Watson over Tua because Watson has more upside than Tua, in my opinion. And with the injury issues, I'm just, I'm not going to pull the trigger on it. I'm just not. Two running backs go next, and Najee Harris and Brees Hall. I think those are, well, the Najee Harris pick I like. Brees Hall, I'm, I love Brees Hall to death. I love him, but he's going to be coming off the knee injury, so I'm a little skeptical on whether or not he belongs up there in the uh, RB1 uh, category. C.D. Lamb, Lamb and Stephon Diggs go next. I was thinking about one of these two at that 3.1 pick instead of a quarterback sit there and wait. Um, would have started off really, really well in terms of the wide receiver group. Um, but I did pass on him. Great picks right in there. Ramondre Stevenson goes here at the 3.8. I think it's a little high still for me. Um, but I get it. Uh, Ramon G. Stevenson, top running back there in New England, uh, will share the ball, but how much? Stevenson is definitely the most talented running back for the New England Patriots, um, so I don't hate the pick there. Devontae Adams goes next. Don't hate it. Um, again, I mean, before then, you're going to have you have Amon Ross St. Brown, or the sun god, as we like to call him, and Garrett Wilson ahead of him. 
I, I'm I'm perfectly fine with Devonta Adams, even with Jimmy Garoppolo there or whomever is going to be the quarterback uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. T.J. Hawkinson goes next. Um, we're talking Minnesota Vikings. T.J. Hawkinson, not Detroit. T.J. Hawkinson. So, with the addition of Jordan Addison, the rookie wide receiver, uh, to the Minnesota Vikings offense. I'm a little bit skeptical on whether or not TJ is going to be able to replicate the production that he had once he got traded from Detroit to Minnesota. That's a real big worry to me. And if I have an issue with TJ Hawkinson as a 38th overall pick, so beginning in the fourth round, I'm definitely not taking him in the third round. Okay. Joe Mixon goes next. Uh, Joe Mixon restructured his contract. Uh, he's got a little bit of safety with the Cincinnati Bengals. It looks like quite possibly that he's going to get by without uh, any type of uh, issue with suspension this year. So he did take a little bit of a pay cut to stay. Um, so that goes a long way for the Cincinnati Bengals. We know how cheap they are in general. And, you know, they've got guys that they've got to pay. So uh, Joe Mixon, I think it's a really good pick there. Now, my issue is I would probably handcuff him with Chase Brown uh, just to make sure that if that production that he had last season where it went down, he got he got hurt. Um, if that is if we're starting to see the decline uh, beginning of last year. I was very high on Mixon last year. Not so much this year, but uh, third, fourth round, uh, his ADP right now, Joe Mixon is at pick 49, so beginning of the fifth round. Um, fourth round, end of the third, I think you're still okay with him. Daniel Jones goes next to finish off the third round, so he's got Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts paired up here uh, with Josh Jacobs. Then goes ahead and adds his own tight end. And, and who? Pardon me. Ooh, I got freaking heartburn. In uh, Kyle Pitts for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, this is a way jump up pick. So this is pick 37. His ADP is pick 70. So this is a real, real big stretch, as is even still with George Kittle at the next pick of uh, the second pick of the fourth round. Um, General ADP fifty seven, so you're looking at the end the end of the fourth round. Um, I mean, it's not terrible, uh, or the end of the fifth round. My bad. Um, it's not terrible in this type of draft, but at the same time, mm, I'm probably going to pass. George Kittle is going to be used to be a blocker most of the time um, for this offense, so. Is Brock Purdy going to consistently get to him like he did l late last year when he was on his run? I don't think so. I don't think so with a full offseason here. Amon Ross St. Brown, the sun god, and Garrett Wilson go next. These are actually two very, very good value picks. If you're going to tell me Garrett Wilson in the fourth round, I'm okay with it. Now, he is... Overall pick number sixteen in a standard in a standard generalized draft. Um, 
But if you're telling me Garrett Wilson in fourth, even in the third round, I'm okay with it. I, you can't, you can't make him Devonte Adams, even with Aaron Rodgers there. It's just not going to happen. Not in the Jets' offense. So we need to quit telling ourselves and convincing ourselves that Garrett Wilson is the next Devonte Adams. He is very super talented. I will give you that. He should grow in this offense in year two, and I understand that Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than what you know the Jets have had the last year. But Aaron Rodgers is kind of declining. You're relying on a lot of this being Garrett Wilson being able to do the run and catch um, after contact type deal. So be careful with that. Like I said, third round, fourth round, oh, fourth round, definitely. If you get him in the third round, even back end of two, you're going to get a value on it, okay? And I'm and I'm okay with it. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown should not go this late. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown actually should be up by where Diggs and CeeDee Lamb are, to be honest with you. Um, so him falling into the fourth round, a hell of a value, hell of a value. Anthony Richardson. Goes in the fourth round. We booed the shit out of this pick. Um, you know, we're just having fun with our guys. But uh, So you got Anthony Richardson paired up with Lamar Jackson here. It's very, very risky. Very risky. But could pay off. Could pay off. We're, we're high on Anthony Richardson rushing touchdowns and stuff. And that's that goes hand-in-hand hand with Lamar Jackson. So you got two, you got two running quarterbacks now whether or not they can actually pass for a lot of touchdowns that's kind of where the concern is so richardson is very very much um be very careful uh standardized draft he has continued to kind of drop a little bit actually he came up and then he dropped um Let's see. He was at 17. He went to 19, 15, and then 16. So he had a slight drop again. 16 in a in a two-quarterback super flex draft is fine. Um, but please do not rely on Anthony Richardson being your savior because as much as I like him, he's a hell of a risk. Hell of a risk. Travis Etienne and uh, Jameer Gibbs go next. Don't hate those. Darren Waller, now with the New York Giants, not with the Vegas Raiders, goes next here in the fourth round, followed by Jalen Waddle. I was really hoping Waddle was going to fall another three picks and end up with, in my hands, but it did not happen. Uh, Kirk Cousins then goes next. This is a far better pick right here in the fourth round versus some of the drafts where we've seen Kirk Cousins go at the back end of one. Okay, don't do that in a super flex. If Kirk Cousins is your best choice when you're getting back towards like a 12 pick, you know, at that 12, 13, fucking just skip it. Just skip it and go to the next. And just grab a grab a wide receiver, grab a running back, or even if Travis Kelsey is there, grab a, grab a tight end, okay? Dallas Cotter, second to last pick of the fourth round. Solid pick for this type of draft. And then you get to me, Chris Olave for the New Orleans Saints, and Debo Samuel. Now, do I generally like to have running back and wide receiver from the same team? No. But 
the way I kind of think about this is this. Okay, so Debo Samuel was a last year was a back end one uh, somewhere in the front half of two last season. Now I'm getting him to start round five. It's a hell of a deal for a wide receiver. He can bring uh, tremendous value. And to be honest, if something happens with CMC, if he gets hurt, technically Debo does act as a running back part of the time, and his rushing production is really going to uh, should actually take off a little bit. So, but we're going to see. We're going to see what happens with San Francisco this season. All right, so fifth round, let's just run it down. And I'll say if I liked it or hated it. Geno Smith, didn't hate it. Uh, T. Higgins, loved it. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, hated it. Devonta Smith, loved it. Aaron Rodgers, mm. Keenan Allen, loved it. Uh, Kenneth Walker, Aaron Jones, loved him. Damian Pierce, might have reached a little bit. Miles Sanders at 5.11. He's okay. He's okay. Uh, let me see. Uh, Miles Sanders at pick 60. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'm okay with it. I really am. Uh, so now we're here. We have the turn, the 5-6 turn coming in here. DK Metcalf and, and uh, Terry McLaurin. I think those are fantastic picks in there. Fantastic picks. At his fifth and sixth pick. Fantastic. Um, so now you have Jalen Hurts, Josh Jacobs, Daniel Jones, Kyle Pitts, DK Metcalf, and Terry McLaurin. I think your only problem really here is Daniel Jones, maybe a little bit, but I understand it compared to the quarterbacks that are going next in Anthony Richardson, um, Kirk Cousins. Um, Geno Smith would have probably been. A little bit better than Daniel Jones, but I get it, and I'm okay with it. All right, so now we're here. We have the sixth round, so we're going to go to 6.2 over to the 6.12. Calvin Ridley for Jacksonville. This is a pretty good spot for him right here. I like Calvin Ridley. He's going to be the number one for Jacksonville. So if you want your pairing this year, it's going to be uh, Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley for Jacksonville, not Christian Kirk. And certainly not with Evan Ingram, okay? J.K. Dobbins is next. It's all right. Jared Goff liked it there. Amari Cooper. Loved, loved, loved it here. Really wish that he would have made it back. But he didn't, so it is what it is. Russell Wilson, love the pick. Jerry Judy, yes. Cam Akers, We don't really like Cam Akers for the L.A. Rams. I think there's a lot of people trying to pump him up, um, and it's not really warranted. I don't think the Rams are long for Cam Akers. I think Zach Evans is going to take over at some point. So for me, Zach Evans would be a guy that I'm going to look at here in the next few rounds we've got 22 rounds here so plenty of time to look up uh, zach evans and see how much i like him uh so news came in about deandre hopkins uh right at this back end of five at the beginning of six so deandre hopkins went three picks before it got back to me i was 100 going to take deandre hopkins now that he signed with the tennessee titans 
you, you can say all you want about the Titans offense. Um, but DeAndre Hopkins in this spot is perfect. It is perfect. David Njoku, Evan Ingram go next. So there's a couple more tight ends off the board. I don't hate him. I don't I don't necessarily love him, but I probably would have taken a look at Njoku uh, if he would have reached me at the turn. But instead, went high, a little bit higher upside, bigger risk um, at my running back positions here. Kind of just to fill, you know, finish kind of filling it out. Um, and then, you know, going to get guys that are going to kind of have to fill in on the bye weeks because <laughs> these are week nine. A couple of these guys are week nine. So it is something that I have to kind of take a look into, but I'm not going to greatly consider it. I'll fucking wash a week just to make sure I'm getting points, uh, high end points every week. So uh, DeAndre Swift for Philly and Javante Williams for the Denver Broncos. If you're telling me, I'm going to get them at the 6-7 turn. I will take them all day, every day, as we like to say. Um, I'm going to take that. I'm going to do that. So I got three running backs. I have three wide receivers and a quarterback at this point. I have stayed away from the tight end uh, quite a bit in these drafts. Um, It's a high-end risk-reward. I mean, it can get totally fucked on it, but... Uh, it's just kind of the way I like to play the game. So got three three quality running backs, in my opinion. Uh, risk with Javante Williams is with that knee injury, and I'm trusting uh, Sean Payton when he's saying that he will be ready to begin the season. Don't like trusting coaches, but it is what it is. Uh, DeAndre Swift, I'm still very high on. Uh, I throw him into this offense. Now that he's replacing Miles Sanders. Okay. So I'm getting a whole round of value on Miles Sanders uh, from DeAndre, uh, Miles Sanders to DeAndre Swift. I'm going to take Swift because the better offensive line, it's a better offense overall, better player overall. To be honest, be honest with you. So now we're here in the seventh round. This is a pretty good seventh round. Um, we had Drake London that went off next at the seven point two. That was a great pick. James Conner, seven point three. Uh, Arizona is going to be running the ball. Uh, James Conner is going to be the focal point as long as Kyler Murray is out. Um, even with Kyler Murray in, you're going to probably see with the knee injury that Kyler Murray is not going to run nearly as much anymore. Um, so that's going to put a little bit higher workload on James Conner. He's kind of back into that spot where, uh, at least in the fact of, like, he's not a third-round pick, right? He's not a second, third round pick. We don't have to jump up for him. So here in seven, in the seventh round, definitely can take the risk there. DJ Moore, a little bit higher than I thought he was going to go, but, but, but I'm okay with it there. I probably would have taken the next guy in Chris Godwin, even though we don't know who the quarterback is technically going to be for Tampa Bay. Um, I would trust Godwin with whoever is there, Baker Mayfield, even Kyle Trask. Alvin Kamara goes at the 7.6. It's a hell of a value, but he is a declining player. Might have actually liked uh, David Montgomery next at 7.7. Followed by Brandon Ayuk. I'm okay with it. Rashad White at the 7.9. I'm okay with it. Uh, Christian Watson at the 7.10. So a lot of hate coming in over the last week of Christian Watson. He is a guy, he is wide receiver 25, so he is at the top of the wide receiver threes. 
um, pick 55 overall. I think there's a lot of people that are freaking out on him. A little, a little bit fucking exaggerated, in my opinion. Um, if you're telling me that you're going to get Christian Watson in the fifth round, I'm okay with it. Honestly, I'm fucking okay with it. He has he has that high end talent to get, you know, take that ball, take it all the way down to the end zone. Here, especially in the seventh round, at the end of the seventh round, perfectly fine, perfectly fine. Deontay Johnson, perfect pick right in there. Great wide receiver was getting actually got the job done even with the drops last season. Uh, the only problem was he didn't score any touchdowns. So Deontay Johnson, that should regress to the positive. And we should see a little bit more touchdowns uh, this season. Christian Kirk to finish off the seventh. Mm, much rather have Calvin Ridley. You're still getting probably a hell of a value for how much hype is usually on Christian Kirk, but um, probably would have liked to have dropped him down another round at best. Round eight. Start out with Isaiah Pacheco at running back. I'm okay with it. I'm not a big Pacheco fan, but I... If you're telling me at the beginning of round eight that you can get a starting you know, running back, even though I know Jarek McKinnon resigned there, I'm okay with it. Tyler Lockett, hell, this is the value. This is the value right here. Tyler, Tyler Lockett, eighth round, second pick. Pff, fantastic. Tyler Lockett is the guy that you really, really want to target uh, late for a, a third wide receiver. And if you're telling me that you can get him in the eighth round, wonderful, wonderful pick here. Uh, Dalvin Cook uh, is homeless, um, at least as far as, you know, an NFL team. So third pick in the eighth round, I get it. You're taking the risk on it, risk versus reward. If he lands, everybody's hoping that he's going to land in Miami. We'll have to wait and see what's going on there. Matt Stafford. Now, see, this was a little... Mm, I was a little skeptical about this one because I, I thought for sure in this round that it was going to be, uh, you know, my favorite quarterback, which is Jordan Love, uh, was going to get taken here in front of me. I thought for sure I was playing this really terrible uh, after this, after my seventh round pick, we'll have to wait and see what happens here. Dalton Schultz goes next for the Houston. Now he's in Houston, not in Dallas. I love him in Houston. So Dalton Schultz there, I think it was a fantastic pick. Uh, Alexander Madison, uh, Dalvin Cook's replacement, goes next at eight point six. It's a safe pick. It's not a sexy pick. Um, kind of in this draft, I'm kind of looking for at least a little bit of sexiness. Um, Madison is fine. He is fine, but he's boring. Regular draft, if you got him here in the eighth round, you'd be perfectly fine with him. You would be happier than a pig in shit. James Cook goes next. I'm staying away from that Buffalo. I talked about this. I'm staying away from that Buffalo backfield. If it's not Josh Allen, Josh Allen, I want nothing to do with the fucking running backs here. Nothing to do with them. Uh, Kyler Murray then goes at the 8.8. I was really scared. I saw an orange sticker going, getting pulled and going up. I'm like, that's it. There he goes. 
Bye. Bye, Jordan Love. Bye. But it wasn't. It was Kyler Murray. I get it. We're looking at previous seasons. But coming back from the injury, I don't think he's going to come back like how Joe Burrow did. Joe Burrow at least has a stat, the stature, right? The height to stand in the pocket. Kyler Murray needs to use his legs. I think he's going to get real fucked here. Real fucked. Real quick. Uh, Brian Robinson for the Washington Cobra Commanders, as we like to call him. Uh, Brian Robinson, I think, is a fantastic pick right in there. A uh, little bit boring, but I'm okay with it. Year two should should grow. Uh, even with Gibson there, even though they brought in Chris Rodriguez, the rookie from Kentucky, I think it's fine. Michael Pittman, tremendous value here. And then you had Michael William, Mike Williams uh, to finish off right before I had to pick here. Uh, Pittman, I'm okay with. I probably would have liked another round on him. Mike Williams for the Chargers. I'm absolutely fine here. I think that's a wonderful pick. So now we get my seven, my eight, eight to nine, eighth, <laughs> my wraparound eight, nine pick. I did take Jordan Love. There's no way I can wait on my second quarterback any longer. You know, no negative points. So it don't matter if he fucking fumbles. It don't matter if he throws an interception. Be aggressive. Be, be aggressive, Jordan Love. I'm perfectly fine with it um, for this season. It's a growing season, but. Super flex, no no negative points. I'm perfectly fine with it. Uh, Mike Evans, then, to begin the ninth round. Um, yes, please. Yes. he. Mike Evans has even talked about it. He is going for Jerry Rice's record uh, for 1,000-yard seasons. So, Mike Evans, grab him. Grab him. He's got an ADP right now of... 74 overall. He's wide receiver 33. That is fucking ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. So we're gonna we're not gonna pass up that value. Grab Mike Evans all day, every day. Although you're probably not grabbing him if you grab Chris Godwin. You gotta pick one or the other. Okay. Alright, so here we go down in the nine. Kenny Pickett. Fine with it. Uh the rookie Jordan Addison here in the ninth. I'm not a big Jordan Addison fan. Um, but I get it. I think, I think here he actually does have a, a little bit ri- of uh positive risk versus reward. So I'm all right with it. Uh, Derek Carr now with new Orleans, not the Las Vegas Raiders. I think it's a good pick here. Marquise Hollywood Brown. It's okay. Good value. Kadarius Tony staying the fuck away from him. Uh, Greg Dolchik for the tight end for the Denver Broncos. I think this is a fine spot for him. Uh, Jahan, two commanders go in a row. Uh, Jahan Dotson, uh, the wide receiver two for the Washington Commanders. And then Antonio Gibson, the the handcuff essentially for Brian Robinson. I'm not big on Gibson. I'd much rather have Brian Robinson. I'm passing on Gibson probably in every single draft. <sighs> Here's our guy, the rookie of the year, Jackson Smith in Jigba, or JSN, as we were calling him at the NFL draft this season. No, no, I'm not. I get it. I get it. I get it. 
I get it. But beyond DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, this is a very dangerous pick if you're not getting him in the 10th round. He almost made it to the 10th. I think he probably could have gotten him in the 10th, but got a little scared because Addison got taken earlier. That's why That's why JSN's here. But uh, have fun trying to figure out what week to play him. Honestly, this is a DFS. This is a DFS guy all day, every day. Bryce Young, the quarterback, the rookie quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, goes next. And to finish off the ninth round, we had Zach Charbonnet, uh, backup running back for Seattle. Uh, the Kenneth Walker got the Kenneth Walker drafter actually should have grabbed him um, instead of Jahan Dotson, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Tenth round. This is the last round. We're going to kind of finish up, and then I'll run it quick uh, to where we were at um, because we went through round ten live, and then everything else was through basically our phones, through the computers and stuff. Um, Eight-hour timer, uh, slow draft. So to begin the tenth round, A.J. Dillon. Running back for the Green Bay Packers. I think that's a fine pick there. Irv Smith went next. Irv Smith, which I surprised me, went before Cole Komet, you know, uh, and Conquo for Tennessee Titans, although Conquo dropped just like Traylon Burks did um, because of the signing of DeAndre Hopkins. So uh, Irv Smith kind of popped up a little bit. Cincinnati, I don't hate him. I just, I don't know if you had to reach for him there. Brock Purdy, gross, but I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, Traylon Burks, I think he's fine here in the 10th round. Um, Even with DeAndre Hopkins signing, I think he's fine in the 10th round. He should be very productive this year. Uh, Brandon Cooks for the Dallas Cowboys, I think, is good. Uh, Rashad Penny, Samaj P. Ryan, Devin A. Chain. Penny, I'm okay with. P. Ryan, this was a fantastic pick. That I actually was hoping that he was going to drop all the way to the back end uh, so I could do a, a handcuff with Javante, but I'm not going to be able to do it. Uh, fucking Devon A. Chain. Stop. 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 Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson are there. And there's talks of Delvin Cook going to Miami. That's not going to leave a lot of touches for A-Chain, especially if Cook ends up there. Stop drafting Devon A-Chain. Oh, he's high upside. Have you seen him play? Yeah, I've seen him play. Little fucking water bug. Little water bug. Playing behind Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson already. And then if Delvin Cook ends there, gone. He's done. That's a guy that you're going to have to drop right away, probably to get better depth. Cole Komet is next. Very fantastic pick here. Uh, Khalil Herbert talked about it. I love. I like Khalil Herbert uh, better than Dante Foreman and Rashawn Johnson. The only problem is, I think it's a three-headed backfield. We did talk about this at the draft, and everybody agreed. Don't really know who it's going to be. So you're taking a risk if you're taking one. I really, really wish, though, that there was one set guy um, with an off, with a change of speed type back because that Bears offense is going to be very, very run heavy, 
And it's going to be very good, especially behind a better offensive line this season. Uh, George Pickens went next. I think it's good value. And then I finished off the 10th with one rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud. Now, we did have a, I did have a discussion with friends of the pro, friend of the program, uh, Paul Burkholz, the guy everybody loves uh, more than me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, we did have a discussion of C.J. Stroud or Desmond Ritter. Now, Paul did say Desmond Ritter has the better playmakers with him. You know, Drake London, uh, Kyle Pitts, B. John Robinson. So Ritter might have actually been the better pick here over C.J. Stroud. But I think in this offense, you know, C.J. Stroud doesn't really run a whole hell of a lot. But I think he's going to do just enough with his legs to warrant that pick as my third quarterback. So that was the live portion of it. I'll kind of go through the last uh, set of picks here um, real quick. Starting with my own, I did take the rookie wide receiver, Quentin Johnston. Uh, for the L.A. Chargers, there's been really good reports on him. Um coming out this offseason, so I'm taking a shot on him. Uh, did get his autographed mini helmet. Love it. Love it, except uh, this piece of plastic that happened to melt right to the top of the helmet, so take some of the paint, so I'm going to have to send it back. It sucks. It's a beautiful helmet. Wish I could show it off. Okay, so here we go. So here's the next 11 picks for the 11th round. Sam Howell, quarterback, liked it. Jamal Williams, liked it. Jer- uh, Jarek McKinnon, it's okay. Desmond Ritter, loved it. Trey Lance, hate it. Hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. It's, I think it's going to be Brock Purdy and nobody else. Okay? I mean, you could you could tell me that Sam Darnold might actually get a chance to be in there, uh, especially if Trey Lance gets traded. Um, okay, maybe I will look at him late. But Trey Lance, I think we're done with him. Uh, Damian Harris... Uh, for the Buffalo Bills, again, I'm not touching any Buffalo Bills running backs, but it, this is a better value, than, a way better value than James Cook is. Uh, Harris should handle a lot of goal line uh, short yardage work, which is going to be good in this draft because you get points for first downs. So uh, I, do, I don't hate Damian Harris. I'm just kind of staying away from it. Dalton Kincaid and then uh, Aquano. <laughs> Aconquo. Chico Conquo go next. So two tight ends there. I loved it. I think they're fine. Rashad Bateman loved it. Michael Thomas didn't care much for it. Uh, Ryan Tannehill to finish off the 11th. Nah. Blah. But if you believe in DeAndre Hopkins, if you believe uh, in Traylon Burks and Oconquo getting the job done, you kind of have to look at Ryan Tannehill. He is old. He can still run. Just maybe not as far, but he can still run. So we have eight picks in the 12th that have gone off here. So here we go. Elijah Mitchell would have liked him uh, for a handcuff guy. It is what it is. Juju Smith-Schuster, I'll pass all day, every day. Uh, Sam Laporta, the tight end, the rookie tight end for the Detroit Lions. Don't hate it here. Um, Jamison Williams, yes, he's suspended, but I think this is a good spot to get him in the 12th round. Uh, two quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo, don't care much for it, but 
we'll have to wait and see what's going on with his injury. Uh, Mac Jones then, which I think is a fantastic pick there. Uh, Elijah Moore, who I just really don't care much for with Cleveland. Um, in this draft, though, he's probably a good spot there. And then Tyler Algier with a 12.8, which I, I do not hate. I do not hate there. So that is the Scott Fishbowl draft. And you know what? We're running out of time here. So I'm going to have to skip on the uh, strength of schedule stuff. Um, and we will get we will get to the strength of schedule stuff, and we'll do that we'll do that starting tomorrow because we got to get through all eight divisions. I want to have that done before I leave on vacation next week, Friday, the twenty eighth of July. So I have to get eight podcasts done in that time frame, and I promise you, I promise you, I'm going to get it done. I'm gonna get that done. I'm gonna get that draft guide done. Those are the big. Those, those are the two big things. And then after that trip, it's getting ready for Canton, man, for the fantasy football expo. <sighs> Same time every year, right after my birthday. But I hope you enjoyed this one. I certainly did talking about it. Love it, love it, love it. Drafting this draft every year, third year in a row. Gonna take the son of a bitch down. I know it's for charity, but we want to get our titles, man. We got to get our titles. Have a good one, everybody. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace out. Peace out.